Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It just matters more this week. Barrios in motion to the left, Tonga Bailoa back to pass, looking, throws left sideline, intercepted! It's picked off by Taylor Rapp, and that'll do it! The Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. They will be the two seed in the playoffs. Taylor Rapp seals it. This is a wild card week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. Here in our house. You better bring your A game or we're going to kick your butt. Whoa. The fans. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app, and live on YouTube with the comment section as lively as it always is. Uh, go check us out, youtube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. we got a lot to get to here in the final hour of the show. When is it okay to smoke a cigar in a locker room? Should we have that debate? Uh, there's a follow-up to that. There is a follow-up. Okay. Yes. Uh, people are still upset about it, despite the follow-up. Hmm. Not an okay thing to do. That is off-limits, evidently, so that's a thing we can discuss today. When is it okay to score a late touchdown in a game that you've already won? That was a debate from the NFL weekend. Are we buying Draymond Green saying Adam Silver talked him out of retirement? No. Come on. <laughs> when he said that he was going to retire. Golden State Warrior Draymond Green is from Woj, suggesting Adam Silver talked him out of retirement. Quote, I told him, Adam, this is too much for me. It's all becoming too much for me, and I'm going to retire. Guy just signed a four-year, hundred-and-something-million-dollar contract, and he's just going to walk away from the next three years on that deal? It's year one of that deal. Also just re-signed with Cowherd's podcast network and he's got an episode debuting i'm really sure that this all really happened i too also think sometimes stress would get me to walk away from 80 million dollars but then thankfully adam silver is there to talk me off the ledge by the way the noise on the harbaugh (laughs) stuff it like only intensified in the last four minutes since we talked to clayton yes all indications this is it win or lose he's gone I mean, that's been my feeling for a long time. Harbaugh's a weird dude, so I, I don't know. Maybe to Clayton's point, we get caught off guard. I I would be, if I'm like doing a percentage out of 100, I'd say like right now, internal confidence is at like 96% that he this is his last game. I'd raise it to 99 personally. Yeah, I don't care if I'm up. wrong. Uh, Husky P1 also texting in saying there's he's terrified that if Harbaugh leaves, that Kalen DeBoer is going to be the next coach at Michigan, which would <laughs> just be an ironic oh, twist of fate. He still hasn't signed his contract extension, but I 
probably smart on his part because he's waiting to see if any other jobs open up. And also, if you win a national championship, he would have felt like an idiot if, if he signed the extension like three weeks ago. And now if you win a national championship tonight, give me an extra $4 million a year. I, um, hmm. A Husky fan's the one that brought this up. I almost want to do a poll question. Would you leave Washington for Michigan? I mean, yeah, Michigan's a better job. It's okay to admit that. Washington's a great job. Michigan's a better job. Yeah. You don't win a title in the first two, three years of Michigan. They're going to want to fire you. I don't know if you ever fire Kalen DeBoer if he wins tonight. Yeah, I mean, they haven't fired Harbaugh yet, and he hasn't won a, this is the first year he's ever won a playoff game. But he's beating Ohio State, is yeah. my point. Like he's, he's, I mean, you got to beat Ohio State. Yes. Yeah, you got to beat Ohio State that's and have the, success. That's the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl. Sure, and I would say that... Um, yeah, and I think the same thing would be, like, if Kalen DeBoer was 0-3 against Oregon, I think the same thing would exist for him, right? So I think that's kind of where everywhere you go there's going to be pressure. I just look at, like, resources, recruiting base, and all that. Like, I, Michigan's a better job. Well, yeah, I mean, from that standpoint, yeah. absolutely. Doesn't mean he's going to leave, and doesn't mean that Harbaugh's going to leave, but I also am with you that I think it's near 100% that he is gone. Let's let's hear from both coaches going into tonight's game. Uh, here is Kalen DeBoer. He was asked about the SEC not being in the title game, which is something I'm excited about, and here was his answer. Oh, I guess I don't get caught up in that. I just, I mean, for us, it's it was, you know, our personal goal to get here, and we were going to play whoever we uh, could play, had to play in the in the in the semifinals, and um, whoever was next, you know, and that that's Michigan right now. Um, we're just blessed to be in this position to be able to play the game. So, um, I think it says a lot about the parity of college football and how many teams uh, could be in this spot. I think that was uh, something that was noted. I think. I think especially in the latter half of the season as uh, undefeated teams still were, were holding on and, and that next wave of maybe one loss teams was uh, really strong and doing well. So um, it says a lot about college football that uh, you have you know different teams finding their ways to get to this game. So no SEC in the game for the first time since 2014. It's been 10 years. Are we excited about that tonight? We're already talking about it too much. Like I, <laughs> The SEC gets to win everything in football. It's all about the SEC. If you beat the SEC, suddenly you're legit. Now Michigan's the real deal. Yeah, Before this, mom, not the real deal. My mom says they're cheaters. It shouldn't count. They beat Alabama. Well, I've actually retracted that statement. Shay, let's go to Phyllis. Like... I'm done. Like, let's. Can we move on to the next cut? I'm so tired of talking about the SEC. It's the entire sport. The SEC. I think since we've had national championship games, which started at what ninety eight, ninety nine, whatever. Uh, I think there's only been like seven times an SEC team hasn't been there. So well, they also don't play by the same rules. Yeah, that they don't. Uh, here is Kalen DeBoer. Let's see. These are both a little lengthy, so I'm not going to do that. Actually, let's hear from Jim Harbaugh. He was asked about his future. Is he gone? Here's his answer. Couldn't be more happy to be here. This is uh, <laughs> this is a tremendous scene. They do everything big in Texas, and. Uh, this is cool. This is uh, right where we want to be, Heather. This is where we. This is where we work to get there. Yeah, there's a calendar. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly talk about the future uh, next week. It's and gone. He's so gone. gone. I hope to have one. How about that? I hope a future. To I hope to have. One. Thank you, Justin Fields. I hope we're here next <laughs> yeah, week. I hope we're here. <laughs> that dude is so gone, man. I. It just. I think that what makes this game so fun is the fact that it's two teams that haven't been there. Like, this is the first time either of them have, has played in a quote-unquote national championship game. I know they both won national championships. But in the modern era, first national championship uh, championship game appearance, you get, you know, different pockets of the country that are represented. Michigan finally breaking through. Washington hasn't been on this level of stage to get over the hump, right, in a, in a long time. So I think you have two very excited fan bases. It's two very different football teams, two very different styles. You have Washington trying to do something to become really the only the second team to have deep 
defensive numbers and recruiting numbers where they are. The only team that's been comparable to win a title is Auburn in 2010, and they had a guy who won a Heisman Trophy who carried them to that to that, that championship. And Washington has Michael Penix, who is an incredibly special player. I just I think this game has everything you want. I know my rooting interest. Mm. Who are we rooting for tonight? Easily Washington for you? Uh, for me, it's Washington. Yeah. yeah, my cousin will be watching this with his buddies that he you know graduated with, and they're doing a watch party. I'm, Look, I, I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm hoping for a great football game. I, I am pulling for the conference. I'm pulling for the West Coast. And also the cheating thing lingers for me. I, I You know, Michigan fan probably hates you. Oh, shut up. You literally admitted to cheating this year. It's why you suspended your coach. It's just weird. It's just odd. And I, I this sport has been running rampant with cheating in all kinds of ways for decades. It is really weird that this team was caught cheating this year and none of us cared, and they ne- they weren't punished other than you lose your coach against teams that are less than good, that are less than you. Like, I just think it's odd. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting against the cheaters, and I hope my cousin's happy. So, Ag, who are we rooting for tonight? I'll be rooting for the Huskies. Yeah. That might be uh, controversial in this market. No, if you, if you remove the duck thing and even some Beaver fans who yeah. hate Washington, isn't the better story? I mean, it's easily Washington, it's a, right? It's a great story. Uh, DeBoer and Penix are, from all accounts, stand-up guys just uh, doing things the way that you hope a big-time national program would do them to get to this point. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't heard of any skeletons in the closet for either of them. So There's a good story on DeBoer. Uh, Feldman's done a few of these, but Feldman wrote a really good piece of like what makes him different, and then they have some coaching takeaways from other coaches. One of them that he has quoted is Chris Peterson, who he works with at Fox. And Peterson told a story that when DeBoer got hired, it was like the second day or third day he'd been hired. And that program, remember, four and eight. Mm-hmm. He met with DeBoer for a lunch. And they grew up in different parts of the area. He grew up in South Dakota. Peterson was in California. But they had this common ground of coaching at smaller schools and the appreciation for it and what it kind of teaches you at that level to work your way up. He said they talked for two and a half hours. And at one point, he told Kalen DeBoer, Oh man, you gotta go. I'm wasting too much of your time. And DeBoer goes, We're good. <laughs> like, no matter what, he just seems that when he sits with people to talk, he's all in. He's, he's just a very attentive guy, and he doesn't seem like the distracted coach who lives every single hour of his life no. obsessed about it all. He is detailed, he is organized, he obviously knows a lot about the sport. He also seems to be grounded. And that's another reason I, I'm kind of rooting for him. I find him to be a great coach, and I always talk about life balance. Mario Cristobal has none. Dude works like 17-hour days, goes home, sleeps for three hours, and then goes right back to the facility. I don't personally think that's healthy. A lot of coaches operate that way. DeBoer seems to have more balance in his life. And you know, so far, it's early, but so far at the D1 FBS Power 5 level, He's rewarded for it. Oh, absolutely he is. I, I would say him and Peterson have another thing in common, and I mean this as a compliment. They're incredibly boring. Like, there's just not a lot of, like, they're just, they're soft-spoken. Their emotions seem pretty even keel, no matter what's happening to their team. Like, I feel like you look at them on the sideline, and if you didn't have the score bug in the top, you wouldn't know if they're winning, you wouldn't know they're losing. I don't know much about either of their personalities. It's not like they're all over YouTube or doing these, you know, different videos or hype things. Right. Like, they're just very run-of-the-mill. They look like average guys having a good time coaching football. And and he has had an unbelievable run. Um, And I, I just, I don't know, I, I can't wait. There's not really much else to, to preview with the game, right? Like, we all know the matchups. We know what. 
it is. We all know what it is. It's going to come down to turnovers. Does somebody muff a punt? Like you brought up the Michigan thing. They muffed a couple of punts against Alabama in the Rose Bowl, so maybe that's the determining factor. Maybe the, the Washington luck finally runs out and it's a tight game that they lose because they've won so many in a row, and Michigan comes up with a big play. I, I think we're in store for a great game tonight, back and forth. I'm going to take Michigan to win, Washington to cover. Yeah. Um, I think four and a half is just too much. I'll take Michigan as the overall better team. I I don't see this being a blowout either way. Though. It's going to be funny if what wins this game is a Jack Westover out route to get a touchdown <laughs> with like eight seconds, and it's Westover. And Just you're like, as we all predicted. I mean, it doesn't sometimes these games, it does kind of boil down to dumb little things or a player that doesn't get as much yeah. noise. And he's certainly, I mean, I, I think everybody in the Pac-12 circles knows like, Hey, that guy's actually pretty good. Nobody talks about him, though, because there's uh, there's three other wide receivers that are also pretty good. I'm fascinated to see what Dylan Johnson looks like, if they can get any kind of push. I still think Penix, you know, having some quarterback-delayed runs is underrated. Mm-hmm. And what can that defense do against the run? I, I just, can you push Michigan back a little bit? I, I, I tend not to think you can, but again, this team has proven a lot of people wrong. All year long, maybe it's just a team of destiny thing. It it goes back to the O'Neill conversation, and and I think the point you made, and I think it's spot on. I don't care how die hard purple and gold you are. Don't give a crap. You did not see this coming. It is remarkable that they got to this spot just two years after being four and eight and punting down eight points like a minute to go against their arch rival. It's it's. I can't believe they're here. I would say it's remarkable they got here after barely beating Arizona State and Stanford in back-to-back weeks this year. Well, that's two too, of the worst yeah. teams in the conference, and yep. they could have easily lost both those games. A fourth down drop and a pick six is what separated yes. those two things. and a missed defensive pass interference call against Arizona State late in that game, right? It's just amazing how thin the margins have been, but they keep finding a way to survive. And at some point, you just got to tip your cap and say that's the, the leadership and the veteran angle and Penix and Odunze. They just, they've been remarkable, man. I can't wait. Not controversial to root for Washington. I asked the question last night got about 1100 votes on this one who are you rooting for it's 54 to 45 54 with, some, with some margins Michigan? 54 uh, Washington oh rooting for Washington uh, you know look I, I can't tell anybody how to root and you're gonna hate whoever you hate I just tend to kind of gravitate towards the West Coast. Screw the rest of college football and screw oh, for those sure. cheaters. Yeah, if you're not an Oregon fan, that's a strong rooting interest on the West Coast to see the Pac-12 in their final year. What a Pac-12 way to go out, man. Balls of glory. <laughs> Conference can't survive, but we got a national champion, potentially. Uh, game is tonight. We'll have some final thoughts on it in the last segment. I want to dive back into the NFL. When is it okay to smoke a cigar in a locker room? That was a controversy from over the weekend. How are we feeling about these quarterbacks? A couple of the notes from the final week of the NFL season next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's the big news in the golf world if you're into that kind of thing. Tiger Woods is leaving Nike. This has been rumored for a while now. Kind of started, honestly, after the car accident because Nike could not figure out how to make a shoe that made him feel comfortable. This is how nerdy golf people are. Tiger wearing FootJoy shoes was like a big, that's a big deal. 
and he's been doing it now since the car accident the last couple of years. He was asked after his last tournament about his partnership with Nike, and he basically gave the Jim Harbaugh answer about, will you be the coach of Michigan? It's like, yeah, we're partners now. <laughs> Everybody's like, uh-oh, he's leaving. And so that was a now 27-year partnership, Wow, about $500 million in payments to Tiger Woods and billions generated in sales. And he is a free agent, and he's going to start a company potentially. Tiger, Tiger not wearing Nike is going to be really weird. Yeah, so like, yeah, I, I forget the name of the company. I read about this Yesterday, the day before, randomly, I saw a blurb. He was he's reportedly leaving Nike. There's a company he's he's going to become owner and get equity stake in. And I again, I'm forgetting the name of the company, so apologies. What are they doing with golf at Nike? Is kind of my big overarching question. Jason Day also left a 100 million dollar deal, and he joined a uh, Filipino based company that makes golf gear. I checked that out yeah, over the Malbourne weekend. Malbourne or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Or they, Malbon. They got some cool stuff I saw on their website, and there's just a lot of intel. Nike stopped making golf uh, irons and clubs a few years back. Personally, I've been a big fan of some of their golf gear the last couple years. I'm just kind of curious what Nike is. Are they just going to fold up on golf? And you mentioned it during the break. They have a Tiger Woods building on that campus. Does they that go do. away? Or? They do. They host a lot of big stuff in the Tiger Woods building and yes, a lot of do. memorabilia. That's just it's fascinating because you haven't you don't see this happen very often where guys are with the company for so like LeBron leaving Nike would be a big deal. Be weird. MJ leaving Nike, right? Like that's where are those athletes big enough? MJ probably you could say yes. LeBron, Tiger, are these big enough athletes to just start their own thing and succeed? We'll find out. Or is it piggybacking on a company and then using the name with the company? I mean, I'm sure Joe Exotic branded it or trademarked it because that dude's got some time on his hands in prison. But, like, Tiger King clothing line would be pretty cool. Pretty badass. I mean, when you use that, I mean, everybody kind of steals that Tiger uh, Clubhead yes. logo. Just using that in general is badass. It's going to make you millions of dollars. So Tiger's leaving uh, leaving Nike. We'll see where he goes from here and what the new line does. Yeah, I, if you listen, uh, I, I have a lot of strong opinions on golf apparel as a golf apparel wearer all summer long. And Nike's stuff has sucked for a long time. Like, they have just let that ship sail, and everybody has passed them by. And I don't know, like, they're putting swooshes on the back of shirts. They brought cotton back. I didn't understand Dumb that. brown and yellow colors. Like, every tournament you watch on the big stage, you you do immediately, you're like, what is Nike doing here? And you look at Adidas, and sometimes it's outlandish, but it's like, all right, at least it looks comfortable and kind of cool. I think Nike's been lapped by the other companies. So, we'll see where Tiger goes from there. I want to get to a couple of the notes from the NFL weekend. Is it okay to smoke a cigar in the locker room if you don't make the playoffs? Because that happened with Seattle this weekend. They beat Arizona, but because of all the other things that happened, they did not make the playoffs this year. The Seahawks are going home, and their season is done. Greg Bell, who covers the Seahawks. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Greg Bell. Yeah, two Gs. Yeah, two Gs, Greg. Said cigars, but not playoffs in the Seattle locker room after the uh, the late-game rally win uh, at Arizona. And it's because a handful of the players on the Seahawks roster, I think some defensive backs got together, and they were taking pictures smoking cigars in the locker room. And this led to just an absolute S-storm from everybody of like, how could you do this? You're peeing on the graves of your ancestors. And then Julian Love, who was one of the guys in the picture, came out and said, insinuating that we're celebrating not making the playoffs this week, Greg. These cigars were given to me to celebrate the birth of my son, mm. and I waited until the end of the season to share a moment with my guys, and he wanted to have a picture taken. Uh, are we okay with smoking cigars in the locker room after the birth of a son, even though you didn't make the playoffs? <laughs> Well, first of all, Greg Bell is not a clickbait, hot take guy. No. I The only thing I'd say, I bet he regrets just not finding the information Yeah, yeah. Uh, versus just kind of insinuating they were celebrating Matt Prater missing a 51-yard field goal like an idiot <laughs> right. to beat the Seahawks. Uh, yeah. 
I, I love that this was a thing. You're a normal person. I I'm a norm. Swag is a normal. We're weird in different ways, but we're normal people. Yes, smoking a cigar <laughs> for the birth of your son or your coworker's son. I believe it is okay. Yes. A, that's okay. It's acceptable to do in society. Yes. yes, it is. I love the things that we get outraged by. It cracks me up. Like John Ryan sent out a tweet. This, this isn't the Seahawks that I know and love. Like, dude, calm down, okay? The punter? Ca yes, the punter. Like, take a deep <laughs> breath. I know you threw a touchdown in an NFC title game. Everything's going to be all right. The other controversy we had from the weekend is it okay to score a touchdown as time expires when you're up 41 to 7? Is that acceptable in society? Not okay. This goes to the unwritten rules conversation. Yes, I love unwritten rules. Not when you start that scoring sequence in victory formation, as if you're just taking a knee. Now they asked permission. Dennis Allen said no. And they gave Williams a tutty anyway because Jameis said in the postgame all of the guys overruled Dennis Allen. It was a Rudy play. It was the end of the Rudy it game. Was. They were going to take a knee, and they all overruled it. Arthur Smith, you really weren't mad about that, though. No. You were mad because you suck. Yeah. Go back and enjoy your family billions. And even if you took the touchdown away, you still lost, what, 41 to 14? Dude, we, this, is, on. this is one of my on. like goals. In we got to get past this stuff, dude. We have to. They threw a pick. Wasn't the pick returned to like the one yard line? The pick that set up the drive. It was like a one yard. Yeah. It was one play. I mean, I, so you're on the one yard line. There's a couple of seconds left. You want to score a like? But why be in victory formation? That's kind of like. I mean, sure. Then they decided in the huddle, like that's not what we should do. And they're like, come on, let's punch it in. It's forty-one seventeen. What difference does forty-eight to seventeen make? If you want three minutes of entertainment in your life, and I'm not the biggest Jameis Winston guy. Go watch his, his post-game locker room session with reporters <laughs> where one guy was, like, spouting opinions of, I disagree, you disrespected to get, you got to play him twice next year. Like, yeah, that's going to have an impact on the outcome of next year's Saints and Falcons game when they're going to have a new coach, a new quarterback, a handful of rosters going to be gone. I'm sure this is going to be simmering for years to come. The Falcons will stay awake at night for the next 365 days until they can face their nemesis, the Saints, again. Like, stop it. I, we got to move past this unwritten rule crap. I can't stand it. A game, by the way, that no Nobody cared about. <laughs> Nobody cared about. Neither team's going to the playoffs. Like, the Saints, like, what? The Saints were waiting for the outcome, but still, it was yes. like, eh. Middle of the road, bad Saints team, bad Falcon team. Who cares? Like, everybody properly made fun of my sport of baseball. When all of us fuddy-duddies were like, you can't throw your bat after a home run. And it's now it's like, that's fine. You hit a, It's hard to hit a home run. Toss your bat in the air. Everybody pimps them now. Go wild. Have fun yeah. with it. It's cool. Like, can we move? Can we evolve in other sports? It's okay to score a late touchdown. Um, I want to get to a couple of quick things here in the next segment. I threw out a poll question last night on quarterbacks because they all had interesting weekends. I couldn't believe the response the first 40 Ooh. votes of this poll question. I kind of got mad. Was it an easy choice for you? It's not an easy choice. It was the results of yes. the of the poll that I saw, and I was like, "What? <laughs> like, what?" And I we have to talk about that poll question. So I'll give you the results. I'll I'll tell you the question. You can play along with us in the next segment. Um, and then yeah, a couple other NFL anecdotes, including what just what in the hell is wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles? Man, they look absolutely broken right now. And I want to spend a couple of minutes on that. We'll get to those back into the title game in the final segment. But I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. An athlete is dead to me. We'll close up the show with that. Some final thoughts on the national championship game. Like actually died or you've just, just cut dead him to out me. Oh. I'm cutting him out. Hmm. Enough is enough. It's a weird phrase, he's dead to me. Yeah, it is kind of a weird phrase, isn't it? <laughs> like, who started that in the Old West? It's also not that serious of a story, uh, but I still want to talk about it nonetheless. I put up a poll question last night because I feel like there's interesting conversations about each of these four guys. <laughs> One of them did not make the playoffs. Yeah. Three of them did. One was bemoaned on national TV last night. One has played like ass for about two months. And the other one, it seems like, is peaking, but we'll see what he does. Hmm. And I asked the question, your franchise needs a quarterback. These four guys are available. You have to pick one of the four. Okay, it's a, we're doing a fantasy draft in the NFL. All the other good quarterbacks are gone. These are the four best ones. You got to pick one of them: Tua, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, or Trevor Lawrence. Were your four options? Hmm. Do you care to guess which quarterback at about seven hundred votes is leading this poll question right now? Uh, yeah, I. I'm going to guess, and I honestly, I didn't check it to see. My guess is the same guy that was leading when I saw this vote total at 35 <laughs> votes, while one of them had 0.0%. Yeah, one guy took a long time and to I, get a vote. I just, I don't understand it, and that's whatever, but I'm going to guess Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is in second place. By, it's a very thin margin between Hertz, Trevor Lawrence, and Jordan Love. With Tua flagging way behind. He was a guy that didn't get any votes. He had zero votes, 35 <laughs> votes in. He's at 11% right now. Uh, Jalen Hurts is leading this poll question at 31. Trevor Lawrence is at 29. And then Jordan Love is at 27. I voted for Hurts. You voted for Hurts. Yeah, I thought about it. It wasn't easy. Interesting. So yeah. still, even despite what has happened and what they've looked like for the last two months, you never want to get too caught in the moment, right? He's not... He has not had a very good year. The Eagles have been a dumpster fire for the last two months, but you're still willing to give him the benefit of the doubt long term. Well, I mean, it's not like the alternatives have much else to brag about. The Packers nope. limped into the playoffs and they got it done. But, like, are they going to beat Dallas? I, I don't know. And, you know, I, I saw a decent chunk of that Packer-Bears game, and it felt like they left a lot of points on the on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lawrence, certainly last year with the comeback and getting to the divisional round and almost beating Kansas City in Kansas City yeah. was great. And then he followed up this year with a bit of a dud. Uh, didn't win any games in the final six. Uh, and then Tua, you know, Tua's got this problem with beating really good teams. Uh, he beat Buffalo last year when he was concussed. He didn't beat Buffalo again. Yeah. And so, yeah, to me, it's just like I've seen at the very top, if all things are great, I saw one of those guys in the Super Bowl last year. Very true. Very true. The the thing about Hurts that I have a hard time with, and I don't know if it's been – I was looking through some of his numbers last night because that was an, like, it was an embarrassing game this weekend. Somebody posted a photo of Charlie Batch in a Steelers uniform and said, this is Hurts when people aren't grabbing his ass to push him into the end zone. <laughs> just, just like, I think he's a little better than Charlie Batch. Come on. Slightly disrespectful, but I'll allow it. I'll allow it as evidence. I um I was looking through some of his numbers, and it was like because he he had a really good year last year. He was somehow in the MVP conversation. I don't quite understand that. It was the same reason Brock Purdy was. Yeah, but go when look you're at, good. The quarterback gets the credit. Man. I know, but go look at the numbers though. Like what Purdy's done. Like, do you remember Jalen Hurts' passing numbers last year? Uh, top of my head, no. Okay, you know how many touchdowns guess. he threw for? Twenty-seven. Twenty-two. Okay. How many rushing touchdowns did he have? How many of them for the one-yard line? Well, I know. That's but the follow-up question. Total touchdowns like, and passing a, yards. Yeah, I, and, I'm not giving you credit for having a strong offensive line, and you squat a lot. Um, he does score a lot of touchdowns. 
But the, the difference between him last year and this year, like his passing numbers aren't that far off. I like guess turnovers are up from where they were last year. His rushing numbers, I think, are drastically different. Like I looked, so this year he only has three games with over 50 rushing yards um, and only two games with a run of 20 yards or longer. So that's like just having big impacts on the ground and having big explosive run plays. Last year it was seven games over 50 yards, so more than double, and five games with a run of 20-plus yards. So he was having more explosive runs. And you go look at the playoffs and what he did, and all three games I want to say he was over 50 yards. He had like 120 rushing yards against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. His rushing numbers are down almost 200 yards from where they were last year. So I don't know if it's injuries or what's going on there because he has been banged up throughout the course of the season. But I, I just I look at him as a good athlete with good weapons around him. That's just not, I don't put him in the same category as a thrower of the football as some of the other guys, hmm. and that's why I wouldn't answer him. And I hope that I'm not a prisoner of the moment, but I, I'm kind of falling into that trap. Like Jordan Love would be my answer. I think he had a really good year this year. He proved me wrong. I've made fun of that draft pick and the Packers thinking because Aaron Rodgers fell years ago that Jordan Love will be the same and let's sit him on the bench for a decade and then have him play. But the Packers have one of the youngest offenses in the NFL, one of the youngest teams in the NFL. Yeah, Watson and Dobbs there to kind of grow with him. A a, a head coach that we weren't like, we kind of gave Rodgers the credit for winning there, right? So nobody was really sold on the floor. He doesn't have one of these elite, I don't think he doesn't have an A.J. Brown to throw the football to or a Devonta Smith, no disrespect to the Packers wide receivers. And he just went out and had a really good year, made the playoffs in a difficult NFC. And I just, I, I think right now of the guys that I trust going forward, there's something going on with Lawrence. You you have been hitting on that for a while. I've never really been sold on Hurts, despite what last year was. I think that was a byproduct of having an elite team. Mm-hmm. He had a good year, but I never put him in the category of Lamar and some of these other guys. Um, and two, it just... I, you have a hard time there staying healthy and in some of the throws he makes in big moments I don't necessarily trust. So I hope I'm not a prisoner of the moment, but I answer Jordan Love in the poll question. Well, the interesting thing about Jordan Love is he finishes the year with 4,100 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 picks, and it, it, it started out really good against Chicago and it was like, holy crap, and then it kind of took a nosedive and they look incompetent offensively. And the two receivers I even named aren't necessarily even out there. Like Watson's been yeah, hurt, been out all year almost. Dobbs wasn't their leading pass catcher last or last night or yesterday. So I, I think Love deserves a lot of credit for what he was able to do today. Those are tremendous numbers. You're getting that from the quarterback spot. You look around and you say, "How can we fix it?" In fact, his play recently is what kind of makes me look kind of side eyed at that Dallas game. Of well, you know, can you jump out to an early lead and kind of stun the crowd? Because if that Man, if the Cowboys go down like 10 nothing, or oh, even God. 7 nothing, The pucker factor there. there. There's going to be a pucker factor. Now, Dallas, I still think, is going to win that game. But it's yes. something to build on this year, even if they were to lose. Green Bay's kind of playing. That's a game where Green Bay's playing with house, house money. money. They got nothing sure. to lose in that game. Let, let's also be fair to all of this. Jalen Hurts, I still think, is really good and can be really good. He has not had a great year. I thought, personally, it was a little weird that just from one last year, everybody was putting him in the top five. I remember having a debate with Danny about Lamar or Jalen Hurts. It, it was just, it was kind of bizarre to me because we had had established success with Lamar, whereas Hurts went to the Super Bowl, so he's instantly propped up. Yeah. Tua, man, we, we have both said we like Tua. I think Tua's a good dude. He's a good story to root for. I'm starting to struggle to see some of, like, the franchise stuff. He needs to kind of, he's got a big prove-it weekend. Go show up in Kansas City, and even if you lose, go have a good game. Don't be the reason you lose. Well, he's a massive reason that they've struggled at times this year. And oh, by the way, hasn't lost as many fumbles, but he's got a fumbling problem this year. He tends to throw at least one stupid pick a game. You saw it last night at the end. So I've got questions about him. Lawrence, I I don't know what that is. I, I... 
This is a guy that didn't come in with quite the same level, but damn near Andrew Luck can't miss prospect level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's only year three, but woof, what a dud of a year three and a bad. A, he missed some bad throws yesterday, man. He did. Like I was wondering, I was I didn't want to text you because you and I were texting enough <laughs> in that group. Yeah. But I was watching that game on the red zone, and every time they'd go third and six, let's see what Trevor Lawrence is gonna do. Incomplete. Twenty yards over the guy's head. I was just like, how is dirt feeling about Lawrence right now? Jacksonville's in a weird spot with him, so it's. I don't think that there's necessarily the right answer here. No, there's not. I was just curious where people were at. A lot of this is overreacting to ex- to the moment and what you see. But, yeah, I think I voted Hurts, but certainly understand why people vote Love, Lawrence, and even maybe Tua for some people out there, though. Not a lot of people. Very evenly mixed out. I did have one other quick quarterback thought I wanted to bring up. So I, I, I thought the Sunday night game was great. We talked about it in the first hour. If you want to go check the podcast, you can find it. Buffalo wins. They win the division for the fourth straight year. They've won five in a row. And now they look like that team that we kind of have speculated on for the last six weeks of like, yeah, you get to the playoffs. Eh. Dangerous. Dangerous. I don't Dangerous. Want, I don't know if I want to play a Buffalo. And I know they weren't good in the postseason last year and they lost at home to Cincinnati and they almost lost to Skylar Thompson in the wild card round. So yeah, they're going in feeling good. Yes, there's confidence that's building. A, a lot has been made of the Allen turnovers, even from us, where we're big Josh Allen guys. He has turnover problems. He had turnover problems. Like that first pick that he threw, terrible pick inside the 10-yard line. He had the fumble later in the game when they were driving. He's just kind of trying to move up in the pocket, and the ball gets knocked out of his hands. The pick in the end zone that was on fourth down, that's a smart play, actually, and we need to stop criticizing those. Give your guys a chance. It's fourth down, and it ended up gaining them 15 yards. So that one was fine. But with his turnovers, it's funny because when Dak has a turnover stuff, we made fun of him when he had the 10-turnover comment at the start of the year, and he, Dak has had a great year. So tip of the cap to him. He's been terrific this year for Dallas. I think the difference with a guy like Allen when he turns the ball over so much is that I'm I'm almost willing to look past it because he makes so many incredible plays. Like you're you're trading, like you just know that he's gonna have two or three a game that you're like, what are you do? Why? Why? And then he's gonna have a throw where there's an all-out blitz. No, but somebody doesn't get picked up. He's throwing back-footed and airmails one to Stephon Diggs on the dot, like 45 yards down the field. Or late in the game, he's gonna scramble on a third and 13 and lower his shoulder and get a first down. And I'm like, dude, Dolphins DBs were they didn't know what to do with him when he was out in the open field. Uh, so I saw somebody retweet. Uh, what is this account? At Jack Frank underscore something. And I thought he had a really funny tweet on on during the game. He said, Josh Allen's like a great cook who never follows any recipes or measurements. <laughs> he says you're going to get some gnarly meals, yes. but you also you just got to keep trusting him to do the right thing because he's so special. Yes, and he's so good. I mean, this goes back to his first playoff game at Houston. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And this wasn't he still wasn't tra- Josh Allen like the thrower of the football. He was more like I'm going to run you over on big body Josh Allen. You remember he had the weird like behind his head toss <laughs> where you were like what the hell is he doing right here? But it came down to the very end. It did. They almost won. He He's not perfect. He obviously makes a lot of mistakes. But you're so right that when he is on, like when he has it dialed, I almost think he needs to have a turnover in a game. Like it, it snap him out of it. Yeah, it almost bit. makes me a little more confident in his ability, especially if it's early. I'm like, well, he got it out of his system early. <laughs> That's right. He's he's certainly not the guy. Like if you go through the AFC, Mina Kimes had a uh, thing last week where she says she thinks – Kansas City gets the AFC title game. Yeah. Absolutely can happen. I'm not going to look past it, even though we kind of both doubt the Chiefs a little bit here, right? But if you look at the AFC, how many teams scare you? It ain't a lot. And Buffalo is one of them because mm-hmm. that guy on any given weekend could go into Baltimore and randomly we go, 
oh my God, they're kicking to beat the Baltimore Ravens right now. For sure you like, can. It, it happens. It can happen that way. And his ability to be that kind of player, man, it's it's got to be nerve-wracking as a fan and also kind of like weirdly exciting. Like, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to get for him, but it's going to be exciting and fun. <laughs> What's going to happen on this play? I have no clue. I, I, I think I'm going to bet on him. I really do. I, I So Paul, win the Super Bowl or this weekend, you mean? No, I... I uh, I, I got to bet on my team to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I I'm gonna bet on them to win the AFC. Yeah, it's a good not, value bet. Not just Pittsburgh. Well, I don't know if it's a good value. I have to go look at it. But Baltimore deserves the credit of being the favorite and having home field. I don't know. This season's weird. It's a weird season, and you say that almost every year. But this is a year where you go through the 14 playoff teams. Dirt. How many can you count in your head out loud? Definitely, you put them in. They can win the Super Bowl. I did it yesterday. I think I got to six to seven. Yeah. Like half the field, I think, could have a path where things go the right way. Swag saying plus 280 to win the AFC. That's not no, amazing that, value, but no. I'd be willing to take a flyer on them because I think they can do it. It's worth it, man. I'm with you there. Uh, let's close up some final thoughts on the national championship game, which is tonight. You can hear it over on uh, 910. We'll answer some poll questions. Close things up next on the fam. Well, look, I've always supported him. I took his side in the divorce. Oh, uh oh! It's over though. Who's dead to you? It's over. Who is it? He's dead to me. Hold on, Swigard. Can you guess the athlete who is dead to dirt? Who he took the side in the divorce? How dare he? We're not talking real divorce, right? Uh, no, not a real okay. divorce. Actually, kind of, but not really. What? Tiger? It'll make sense. Uh, I'm gonna say Rogers. No, Damian Lillard. Get out of here. Don't retire the number. Bow down, bitch. Burn in hell. Wow. <laughs> He's dropping off free Did you shoes. Say burn in hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope so. I love you, Dave. I'm just kidding. Knock on uh, wood if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped off shoes for the Huskies. Don't you remember your roots? Did he though? It's in the state of Oregon. Did he? Did he drop it off, or did Adidas say, "Hey, you're Adidas, there"? No, I didn't see. Was he in Houston? Were they playing in Houston? Is that I, why I he was there? So, yeah. yeah. How dare you? Yeah. At first, he's going to Oregon State games, supporting the. I mean, bees. honestly, he's more of a beaver than a duck. Anyway. Now we're showing up in Seattle. Here's your Adidas gear with your dumb uniforms and your stupid company. I'm out. I'm out on Dame. Go, Jody. Made the right call. Big scoop guy. I'm gonna get some goggles. <laughs> I'm all in on the Blazers again. How are they not? By the way, <laughs> side note on the Blazers who have become so irrelevant in yes. our lives. <laughs> yeah, what do you got? How have they not, even if they're not exactly the same because I'm sure his are too expensive, how have we not made scoot glasses for sale at the Moda Center yet? It's a good idea. Like goggles, scoot goggles. Scoot goggles. Yeah. Like, how do we not just make that? <laughs> yeah, this, this went, uh, we, we had some fun with this in a group chat of mine with some buddies who were all pro Dame and anti Blazers currently. And people they switched. Say, I'm going to go buy a scoot jersey. Wow. I'm going to cheer on Jody. How wow. dare you? How dare you, Damian Lillard? Hey, he's jumped. He, look, he got out of Portland. Why? Why do you, why do you want to leave Portland ultimately? <laughs> he wanted to go win a championship. He wanted to go win. He might not do it, so he jumped on the team that might do it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from him? Trying to ride some coattails, man. <laughs> he's trying to get in. Any ring he can at this oh, point. Oh, I love it. National Championship is tonight. You can hear it over on 910. Pre-game's going to start at what, 3 o'clock, something like that? 3.30. 3.30, there you go. Yeah, the game kicks off. ESPN's trying to say this is a 4.30 game. 4.50. Count yeah. on 4.50. I count on 5.15. Are you <laughs> kidding me with this crap? I mean, as long as it starts earlier than the Sugar Bowl did, that got over way too late. Well, and... that's also because the Rose Bowl went long. Yes, Rose They Bowl held long. that kick for a good 20 minutes. Yeah, because we... We save a West Coast kick so we can all say, oh, look at the sunset. <laughs> it's got to be at the right time. As if we haven't seen a sunset ever in our lives. Have you ever seen one over the San Gabriel Mountains, though? Yes. 
sunsets hit different down there. I've watched the Rose Bowl every year of my life. I have seen that sunset. <laughs> I want to roll through some poll questions before we give some final thoughts on that. Uh, you guys can answer these as we go through. Most likely AFC upset, Texans over Browns, Dolphins over Chiefs, or Steelers over Bills? Is the Texans over the Browns? Are they underdogs? Yeah, Texans are one and In a half Vegas, point they are. Yes, they are an underdog. I would say that. I think that game's pretty even. I think go either way. I'm going Dolphins. Dolphins is the number one answer, 48%. That's where I answered I'm as well. Surprise is number one. Most likely NFC upset. Packers over Cowboys, Rams over Lions, or Bucks over Eagles? Bucks over Eagles. Rams over the Lions. Yeah, I answer Bucks Eagles. I like that Rams Lions one too. Rams Lions number one answer, forty four percent. The You're, hook is gone. Yeah, it is. Quarterback question: Jalen Hurts won that. Who are you rooting for tonight? Washington, fifty four percent of you uh, rooting for Washington. A lot of votes on that. I can't wait, man. I'm excited. Just Go Michigan. Blow them out. Beat them by eighty. Well, you took Huskies plus four and a half. I mean, I know I did, but I'm not actually gambling on the game. I got to put it out in the ether. Yeah, I'm done doubting them. Good team luck of, to everybody. Team of Destiny. I told you, I don't I don't know if I'm built for my team to be in that spot. They oh won't God, be. Oh, God, dude. Because I, I don't know what that's like, and I don't know if I want to know what that's like. It's not It's not emotionally fun. I'll say that, and especially <laughs> when your team loses. It's not a great feeling. Because then there's that, like, all of that mm. for nothing. They could go one and a half up on you. Back in the day, if you have a great year, you win the Rose Bowl. It's like, we're Rose Bowl champs. Yeah. Like, whether you want a title or not. Yep. Now it's like, you're just, all right, congrats on your playoff win. Uh, national title tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. Whatever happens tonight in Houston. Thanks so much for being a part of our Monday. Go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com. You can find, on, uh, find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you get it, and on YouTube as well. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. Listening to 1080 The Fan. Yeah.